It's time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. Since we all arrive on this planet as aliens, E.T. done phone home. <laughs> We've been working on this series about Welcome to Earth. And today we want to discover that the Earth is a hopeful place. I, I used to own a home on a large plot of land. Uh, some, some days in the summer, I, I, just, I just sit next to my swimming pool and, I, I, and the trees and the leaves and the wildlife all around me would, all at once, well, no, I guess not. It was kind of gradually. Everything would go still. Clouds would gather. The wind began to blow and a storm would come. If there was no lightning, I, I, I liked to sit out in the rain until the storm was over. The rain had passed, and then piece by piece, nature would return. It, it struck me how all these elements of the earth were so respectful of the process. All these creatures were so respectful of the process. They knew when to go silent, and when to resume chirping. The earth is a hopeful place. But I will tell you the, the hope that is peddled in today's society is very dangerous and often just leads us to a great pit of despair. For if you believe you can hope for something, and then patiently wait. You're on your way to disappointment. The birds and all the animals go silent during the storm because they know the storm is just part of Earth's working its way through that process. They aren't patiently waiting for a day when there will be no storms and they can continue their chirping without any interruption. Earth is a hopeful place if you know what is meant by hope. Hope is not turning something over to God. Hope is not coming up with something completely unlikely or, or even out of the spectrum of possibility for you and then sitting very still and waiting for it to be delivered just as you requested. That kind of hope is just nothing short of presumption. And it always leads to an attempt at patience followed by depression. Most people don't really believe in God for who he is. They've convinced themselves that the hope they placed 
in this divine creature was supposed to be rewarded with blessings. And when it's not rewarded on time at 4.52 in the afternoon, faith, belief in God seems to dissipate. No creature of the earth goes around cursing the heavens. I, I never saw a blackbird in a tree during, during a storm shaking its wing at the sky defiantly. Why? Because the blackbird has learned how things work. It knows that hope is not getting rid of the storms, but knowing what to do during those storms. And then how to act, how to respond when the storm is finished. Don't don't speak about hope when you're putting forth these theories of contriving to control your circumstances through prayer or through fasting or even your spiritual studies. Hope is not a spiritual experience. It is a practical one. I shall say it again. Hope is not a spiritual experience. It is a practical one. Hope is not saying I'm ready to keep it steady. I'm ready, Lord, to keep it steady. Hope rather proclaims, I am prepared to be repaired. I am prepared, life, God, and everybody I know, I am prepared to be repaired. That's why I'll tell you, number one, true hope begins with awareness. Let's see now, this is what I have, and this is what I don't have. This is kind of what I want. Oh, but dear God, this is what I don't want. But within that collection of opinions is a maturity, knowing that bricks that build a house do not just appear out of thin air. They are mixed, cemented, and molded into shape. Hope has no chance of being of any value unless it's grounded in faith. Because faith is the substance of hope. Now you're probably saying, what in the hell does that mean? That means we do not hope for things where we haven't already been given a glimpse before of possibility. Faith comes along and makes hope suddenly substantial. For in other words, there's a reason for hoping because our faith has shown us in the past that this is effective. Faith says we've been through this before and the conclusion was pretty favorable. In the following occasions, it worked pretty well. But faith also says that on other times it did not work. And it certainly did not work out the way we hoped. So what made the difference? I'll be honest with you. Faith is the interrogator of hope. Faith walks up and challenges hope, seeking its intent, wondering about its state of willingness, and whether there is any experience to warrant such a hope being stated in the first place. 
because you and I both know there are no wishing wells in life, no magic coins, no Midas touch. We have hope that works if it's grounded in faith. And faith grounds hope by requiring testimony, examples where such belief has proven to be effective before. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So therefore, faith must be prepared to pass through the trial and let hope speak its mind and prove itself that it's worthy. I'll tell you right now, hoping for snow on Christmas Day in Tucson, Arizona, is not sweet. It's, it's utter foolishness. But, on the other hand, if you're living in Tucson and you go up into the mountains to about three or 4,000 feet on a cloudy day, then your hope works because you just might see snow. Hope, hope is when we take what we know through our faith and we think, see things changing and working. I am going to put myself in a position to receive. I am going to put myself in a position to receive. I'm going to surround myself in a climate that is conducive, that can nurture my hope, using my faith to produce my desired results. Let me hope things that my faith can come along and go, oh, yeah, that, that's possible. Because remember when this happened? Remember when you, 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 we wanted that thing and it worked? Both faith gives hope substance. I'm going to make sure I do my best to encourage my hope by using my faith of what I know works and then traveling to a place in my heart, a place on earth, or a place in my thinking that will open the door more clearly to an answer that is real, to an answer that is possible, to an answer that would meet the will of my need right now. Hope does not require patience. It needs faith. If you have hope with patience, you normally will end up discouraged. But hope with faith, hope with faith is a marvelous conclusion because we know this about faith. It does work, but the way faith works is through love. I guess I'd have to ask myself, what kind of love are we talking about? We're talking about a loving will willingness to do what is available for us to do to achieve what we want by faith, which was borne out through our hope. When I tell you that the earth is a hopeful place, I'm not asking you to cross your fingers, hope to die. No, I'm asking you to search your faith for those times when the request you made was possible, it worked, it played out, and then use your love to produce the works because faith without works is dead. 
produce those works that are the actions and the environment to welcome a beautiful conclusion. Religion would be much more effective if it actually was sensitive God, to God, to God who uses science, nature, and other human beings to make his will known. So the good news is hope can be a wonderful thing to put forth and emote as long as you're not trusting patience to bring forth the work. And the better news is if you take your hope and douse it with faith and you add loving works, it will never, ever, ever, ever be dead. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com.